0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. I think it was popping up just as the last show came out. So that, you know, one for 8,378 episode. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I called it. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, which is a wonderful, wonderful Android and and Apple app. And TuneIn Radio, and of course the other... Uh, outlets that have been mentioned in the past. Maybe I'll have a list, just like the wonderful Courtside Podcast does Mr. Henry McCoy. No, I'm kidding, Mr. Wayne, Wayne Hunt. So, there's a reason why I uh, drew out the Timberwolves explosion <laughs> segment of this uh, uh, introduction. Well, yeah, <laughs> who's left? I don't know, uh, since <laughs> in the last month, the Minnesota Timberwolves have traded away nine players. And since the uh, beginning of Gerstan Rosas coming on board, there are only two players remaining. That would be Carl Anthony Towns and Josh Akogi. And yesterday, uh, the whole talk about when I was kind of in behind the scenes, in between the show, I was really looking forward to talking about the Robert Covington trade, the five-player blockbuster, that it was a trade leading to another trade. It was. I was dead accurate. I was dead accurate. I did something, right? Because it was like there's no point guard though. I mean once I saw Napier included in the deal to Denver, I was like, uh, something's happening here. They're gonna get they're gonna get a point guard. Could it be the guy they've been chasing all this time and the guy i have been kinda hot and cold on. Super excited about last summer. Uh around the free agency special. Free agency special, getting all excited about that. Winds up with the Warriors, that guy. Uh would have been would have been a cool thing, and then I was like, ah, you know, you look at his salary; that's too freaking much, and he's just all offense and ah, blah, 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 blah. But then all of a sudden, it does happen. The Minnesota Timberwolves, right as I'm getting ready for work around twelve fifteen p.m. Dun 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 dun. You know what that is? ESPN alert: The Minnesota Timberwolves acquire the much sought after <sighs> Golden State Warriors point guard for a couple months, D'Angelo Russell. Ladies and gentlemen, it happened. Uh, it happened. And, of course, the trade included the much maligned, but a guy I like and I'm going to miss. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss him, Andrew Wiggins. Yep, the silent assassin will now be a silent assassin for my most hated team. So that's really unfortunate. Tim Rules also give up a protected 2021 first-round pick. So we get to keep our pick this year, which will most likely be lottery, and a 2021 second-round pick. So, depending on how things go, maybe the Timberwolves are in the lottery again next year. So, the draft would then, you know, that draft pick would drop to 2022, so to speak, until eventually that's when the pick would be unprotected. So, let's get better quickly with our starting point yard. There is so much to get to, it's not even funny. Of course, I'm going to go over the trades, both of them. And, of course, even you could rehash a bit on the Jeff Teague trade, as that was interesting, too, including Trevion Graham. Wasn't that like the last episode? No, it was like two episodes ago. For Allen Crabbe who hasn't done anything so far, his nineteen million dollar contract and is and in his contract year, he's not doing a whole lot to, you know, like get that same amount again. I'm sure he's going to be back either here or in the NBA again next year, but ooh, he's not going to get a, he's not going to get eighteen point six again. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, same kind, of, same type of situation there. But boy, um, yes, we have games to review. We have games to review. You know what? You, you know what I say about those games. This is what I say about those games. All right, fuck the game. That's about it, because it's going to be focused on the trade deadline and all that. We'll even go over some of the other trades in the NBA. So this first segment is going to be trade deadline special. It's, you know, screw the games, because you know what? As the AVGN, that's who you were hearing right there. He said the F word. I won't say that right now on this show. Probably not a good idea. I'd like to keep it somewhat family-oriented. But... Uh, there's just so many trades to get to and uh, so many players to talk about this and that. Some of them more interesting than others, of course. Yes, the, the Timberwolves have a starting point guard. We don't have to go like into the draft and oh boy, I hope we can get a starting point guard here because it doesn't always work out or it takes three to five freaking years for the guy to pan out sometimes. Sometimes they pan out in two or three, D'Angelo. who <laughs> didn't have a great start with the Lakers. But uh, he's a Minnesota Timberwolf. He's going to wear zero, like Agent Zero, that type of thing. Jeff Teague wearing double zero with the... Hawks looks weird. I'd rather he just wears zero. So we'll have a point guard wearing zero again, which is funny. That That's not going to change. <laughs> we'll go over the numbers and such as well. Just, uh, I, it's like almost, I almost don't even know where to begin at the end of the day. But uh, we're not going to talk about the upcoming, or we're not going to talk about the past games. Though we will talk a little bit about the frustration of what took place in those games is Carl Anthony Towns seem to have seen, uh, basically lost it. Uh, he was upset about the Cummington trade, and it's one of his best friends and on the team and all that. Actually, his best friend on the team. Now he's got a new best friend on the team, I have to say, considering the, cir- the circumstances going into last summer, how badly he was hoping to get D'Angelo on the roster. And some people are thinking Devin Booker's next. Let's pump our brakes on that. If it happens, it happens. But, <laughs> I mean, let's just be happy where we're at so far and uh, let the chips fall where they may after that at the end of the day. But during the past week, a lot of people definitely turning on Carl Anthony Towns, and understandably so. I mean, I'm I'm one of them out there. Uh, a lot of the media members, young media members, young fans, this and that, couldn't believe what Carl was saying. Basically, he's frustrated and all that. Yeah, we get that part. But it's like, you know, it's kind of on you, too. You can't just basically go lackadaisical out there against Atlanta, basically not even try for three quarters, because what were people complaining about with Andrew Wiggins for so long? Carl started being like Andrew Wiggins out there. In fact, you could say he was worse, just kind of pouting, complaining to the refs, and that's about it. And that had kind of been the story, so I'm not going to let him off the hook. I'm still going to get into it, even though this story can overlap it in a big way, and it kind of is going to. But I will not let him get away with it. (laughs) I will not let him get away with it. There'll be a couple of awards at the end of the show, of course. At will end of the segment the same Elva Wolf and Johnny Flynn Memorial. Yeah, there'll be they'll, that's still going to happen <laughs> at the end of this segment, um, as long as it might be. I have no idea how long it's going to be because I'll get to the trades here in just a couple seconds. But again, we can't let Carl get away with what he did out there the past several games here. We can't let him get away with the fact he hasn't won a home game with the Timberwolves since November thirteenth. We can't let the fact <laughs> we can't let him get away with the fact that he's lost. Like seventeen straight games as a member of the Timberwolves so far on the in the starting lineup and all that. We can't let him get away with that. And I don't know. <laughs> that Atlanta game, I get the roster was completely depleted after the Covington trade. It was kinda like who's left. But easily you, you can do better than that at home, I guess the Atlanta Hawks. I think that Hawks team's gonna be pretty fat with a PH though in the next couple of years. Oh man. And I love who they got. And I kinda wish the Timberwolves got that guy back, but that might have complicated things leading into this trade. This, it was a David it was a David Kahn style deal where it was a trade leading to another trade, but this one actually had a destination where David Kahn the destination was never there. It was just trade to trade to trade to trade to trade to trade to trade. But where, where's the final destination, David? Hello, 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 hello. Oh <laughs> no, that's kind of where it was. Uh, Gerson Rosas, he got the feeling he swung and missed on on uh the, the point guard in the draft, Darius Garland, and all that. Uh, and uh, obviously son of Winston Garland and uh, the former Timberwolves, believe it or not first for a little cup of coffee here that was kind of a fun season though, believe it or not and he did well, did there, Dar- uh, Winston but uh, we swung and missed on Darius Garland you got Culver, who I think shows signs of this and that but then shows signs of uh, it's going to be a little while uh, but uh, there's definitely signs he's got some mental toughness I'm thrilled that he was not included in this uh D'Angelo Russell trade. That was one of the reasons I was like, I don't want him, because I figured Culver would be gone. Uh, and I figured trading Wiggins would be extremely hard to do. But we'll get back to that in a couple of minutes as well. What I think might happen with Andrew in Golden State, it's going to be interesting, as an old friend once said. Herb's actually said several times back in the day, it's going to be interesting. But uh, Hawks team's going to be very good during that, in that huge four-team Covington trade that led to other trades. And Oh, <sighs> boy. Oh, boy. But, uh, no, the lack of effort against the, the Hawks was extremely frustrating. Sacramento game, it's like this and that. You see you see the same complaining. You see the same bad defense in most of these games, though. Actually, I'd say it's a little bit better. At least the lack of points given up was improved. That's good. It's not like we're giving up 129 every night like we did to... Uh, <laughs> like we did to Uenos, uh Memphis Grizzlies, so I do think we'll get better, and they got a certain Timberwolf as well. Uh, a couple of them anyway, we'll get back to that again, I keep going back and forth, let's get to the damn trades, okay, let's just get to the damn trades, I keep stumbling over myself, because I want to get to the damn trades, but uh, still, I had to say something about Carl Anthony Townsend, we'll get to that probably a million more times this year, if he keeps screwing around, so leading back into earlier in the winter here, we'll just go back, we'll just go through all of them, and I'm not going to comment about everything and take two hours with the show like we used to with me and Marcus the Forecaster back in the day. Uh, Marcus, as quiet as he is, he was pretty long-winded, and he's the greatest guy ever, and he, God, he's, he's an intelligent basketball mind. It's just, yeah, sometimes we kind of went back and forth too much and needed to move on, so which is what I need to get on to now. The Jazz ended up getting, uh, Jordan Clarkson from Cleveland. Again, this was, you know, this is about a month ago, if I remember correctly, for Axim and picks. So to think, absolutely nothing happened. Dante Exumon actually was pretty damn good against the Wolves right about that time. It's amazing. Nothing actually happened between uh, basically this week, this past week, or like about, a, yeah, about a week ago now, and uh, the Dante Exumon trade. So it was awfully quiet because teams are gearing up and getting ready. Gotta tell you, see, this trade, probably fairly easy to consummate. Obviously, the Timberwolves traded away Jeff Keegan, Trevion Graham to the Atlanta Hawks for Alan Crabb. Again, this is actually a couple weeks ago already, if you can believe it. But to think nothing happened in between those two uh, trades, pretty crazy. But when you look at what was consummated yesterday, it'll go down as one of the most interesting and fascinating trade deadlines of all time. And I would say it is the most fascinating Timberwolves trade deadline of all time. Uh, the second most fascinating one was very depressing because it was Stefan Marbury going out. There were all kinds of rumors. Maybe we might have gotten Sam Cassell, which probably would have been good. We would have gotten him a couple years earlier and maybe made a run or two, which would have been very exciting at the end of the day. So that one's done. Sacramento Kings, this is a couple days ago. I remember uh, Trevor Ariza going to Portland, Wayne Gabriel, Caleb Swannigan, all going to the trailblazers from Sacramento for Kent Bazemore and Anthony Tolliver. Two second run picks. Anthony Tolliver, as we saw, cheering on the sidelines for Sacramento the other night. I'm like, oh, what's he doing there? And it's like, oh, that's right. He was part of the Blazers trade. So West Coast trade there. Justin Patton, General Justin Patton, who I wish the son of a gun panned out. I don't know if I talked about this in the last show, but I wish this guy panned out so bad because I'm going to say this for the rest of time. The rest of the time, Carl Anthony Towns is a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm talking too fast and my mind's bouncing. <laughs> but the rest of the time, I'm just too excited today. I don't know why. Honestly, <laughs> this is, let's win a bleeping game first, right? Justin Patton. Just imagine if he panned out because he's a big, bruising center type of guy who can block some shots. That's what I want next to Carl Anthony Towns. So, Carl. And this whole talk of why would you take Justin Patton I and mean, he's going to play like 12 minutes a night? What a wasted pick you know, because he's going to have to play behind Carl. Why? Why does he have to play behind Carl? Do you realize most of you listening understand this, but a lot, but some of you might not agree. Some of you might not see it this way uh, or anything. Carl Anthony Towns needs to play power forward full-time. Full-time power forward, no more center. Maybe just a little touch of center here and there in uh, certain, certain lineups and this and that, but not very much. Carl Anthony Towns as a power forward, would be free. He'd be blocking shots, he'd get more rebounds, he'd be able to do his stretch four thing, but I think he'd be more aggressive to the basket as well. Uh, Justin Patton was acquired for Isaiah Roby and cash. So I guess cash consideration still exists here and there. <laughs> Willie Cauley stein is also going to the Dell Mavericks in another trade from the Golden State Hated Warriors for a 2020 second-round pick from the Utah Jazz. So there you go. The Golden State Warriors, that's their first involvement leading up into the trade deadline and all that. So now here's the the day before, a couple of days before the trade deadline, the big, big, fat, huge trade that led to multiple trades after that. And a certain center that went to the Hawks. I think they're going to be, he's going to be awesome. Uh, they're going to be an awesome team. I, I really do. You got Cam Reddish. You got Trey Young. You got Hunter. You got Collins. Uh, you got Teague. Okay, Teague's a nice back at point guard, I think, for them. I think he'll be good. But Clint Capella, in the middle to go with those guys, Clint Capella, you know, the Houston Rockets, Clint Capella, honestly, I don't know what the Rockets are doing, other than getting Robert Covington was good, Jordan Bell will help, but Clint Capella, oh, Timberwolves end up trading away... I still can't even believe the number. Five bleeping players in this trade that led to other trades. It was like a giant redwood tree branching out into other branches, British uh, branching out to other trades. That just kept going. That would sprout smaller branches, like limbs and branches. It just, you could go on forever. This was a trade tree. I'm telling you, man. Timberwolves made some interesting acquisitions, at least one, but maybe two. And, of course, uh, yeah, actually three. When you include the 2020 first rounder from the Nets, that's lottery protected. So if the Brooklyn Nets are in the lottery, we, we got to wait a year. But it's a nice asset, the draft pick. Not necessarily for trading, but to just get another, you know, player. Maybe you can get a Justin Patton that stays healthy, you know? Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe you can get a Clint Capella type or something. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be the third overall pick in the draft, especially these days where everybody wants guards that shoot three-pointers or forwards that shoot three-pointers or this and that. How about a nice shot-blocking, rebounding, double-double threat like Clint Capella to go alongside Carl Anthony Towns? Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, Twelve players were involved in this massive trade that led to other trades. or kind of side deals here and there. Four-team ditty with the Houston Rockets, Atlanta Hawks, Minnesota Timberwolves, Denver Nuggets. What a bleeping mess. (laughs) What a mess, but a beautiful trade. I can't imagine how long this took. I can't even imagine how long this trade took to consummate. Because, I mean, just think about it. Not only do you have to want the player... This team, this particular team has to want the player. The salaries have to be close, maybe not exact match. It has to be an exact match if you're over the cap, which certain teams are, I'm sure. I'm sure the Wolves are, yeah, of course. It's not easy to do this type of stuff. So you can get all the salary to match, and then you're like, yeah, I don't want that guy, though. I thought, I, I, I mean, I, I'd rather have this other player, or I don't really want to give this guy up. And you could go on for days with that. Just days, weeks. Oh, God, it'd be exhausting. Imagine Marcus, the forecaster, uh to get traded like this. He'd be like, nah, because Marcus always second guesses. Like, nah, you know, he, he's, he'd be a tough, tough guy to trade with, boy. Ah, <laughs> oh, yep, you know, he's a, he's a, <laughs> he's, he's definitely a trade. He's definitely a wizard when it comes to that type of stuff. But uh, he would give people a hard time. So. At the end of the day, the Houston Rockets get Robert Covington and Jordan Bell from the Timberwolves and a 2024 second-round pick from the Golden State Warriors. All right. Atlanta Hawks get two centers, Clint Capella and Nene. We used to call him Nene Hilario. I guess it's just Nene. And then the Hawks waived him, which I think if there's an opening, a small little opening, I think the Wolves should consider that. Not that he's this great player, but, well, I mean... Well, when you look at some of these other guys on the Wolves roster that are going to play power forward, which I think might be better because they're bigger than Covington, this and that. They're younger and all that too, but I don't know. Maybe you get a big nene to plug the middle and help Carl a little bit in certain lineups. I don't think that would hurt too much. So that's a thing. That's something I would consider, but we'll see. Timberwolves, we'll, we'll get back to them last because that's just how it's going to be. Denver Nuggets wind up with Gerald Green, Cato Bates-Jopp, uh, Shabazz Napier and Noel Vundley. So again, four Timberwolves leaving, five Timberwolves leaving, pardon me. Jordan Bell and Noel Vundley, and Shabazz Napier was the surprise when it was added in. Keita Bate's job, it just kept slowly coming out from Woj, where he's like, oh yeah, this guy was also added, now he's going to Denver. So the trade was consummated, but it's just more details were coming out because it was so darn big. Uh, Gerald Green, who's been moving around all over the place, he's out of Houston now, he'd been there for a couple of years. He's going to the Nuggets. That should be fun. Kata bates job already gone from the Timberwolves. Kind of sad, but after those multiple fouls beyond the three-point line, that made me want to, like, pop a blood vessel. I was irate about that. Shabazz Napier, who provided some really nice energy via off the bench or via starting (laughs) after Jeff Teague was moved to the bench and ultimately traded. And you can also see why uh, a certain tall guy that I love very much with the Wolves was not playing as much. I can see why now. We'll get back to that later. But I know a Vonley not getting any time with the Wolves either, along with Jordan Bell. They get to move on. I'm sure they were not happy with that situation, so they get a chance to hopefully get some more minutes. Shabazz, Shabazz, Shabazz Napier getting traded to the Nuggets was the eyebrow raiser for me. They ultimately got a 2020 first round pick from the Rockets, which eh, you know, okay, be in the mid-20s or something like that. Um, But that was the eyebrow raiser, and that was the last player I saw included in this uh, this trade, this big, massive 12-player trade that just blew my mind. It just blew my mind, man. When Shabazz Napier was traded and you saw no real guards, like point guards, coming back to the Wolves, I was like, my eyebrows went up. I'm like, something's happening here. Do you not, look, do you not see the situation? Jordan McLaughlin's going to get extended minutes with the Wolves? Huh. Jordan McLaughlin. I mean, no, no disrespect. I kind of like him. But I actually kind of like him a little bit. But he's the kind of guy, he's kind of a feeling type of guy. He's not a, you know, he's not a guy you want to get major minutes. He's not a rotation player necessarily maybe busy it gets a little bit better, but my eyebrows were up, my antenna was up, something's going on, there's going to be another trade, you got like, you know, 48 hours to go here till trade deadline, something's going to happen, and then I just kind of, you know, here comes the trade deadline day, nothing's happening all day, and then, okay, a couple little trades here and there, a couple little kibbles and bits, you know, this and that, interesting trades here and there, nothing spectacular right out of the gate, And then there's talk about, okay, the Wolves and uh, this D'Angelo Russell thing that they've been pushing forever. This was a sign that they gave, uh, both teams had just kind of given up the ghost, like, we're going to move on, maybe we'll come back to it in the summer, whatever. This and that. And then there's talk, maybe the Wolves will get Dennis Smith Jr. in facilitating a trade with the Knicks, and I can't even remember who now. I can't remember who the other team was. I'm blanking now. I apologize. It'll probably pop up here somewhere. But uh, there was, but it's one of those trades that didn't happen, so to speak, you could say at least that part of it, but uh, yeah, that might be the backup plan, Dennis Smith Jr., okay, you know, we'll see what happens, my mind's blank, I'm kind of tired after doing Brave the Wild, very long show yesterday, my mind was just shut down, I was thinking about, you know, other things, getting ready for work, I kind of just zone out, and then as I'm getting back up from a very small nap, very short nap, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, there's all these trades, all these trades. My phone's been acting up during the course of the last couple hours, a uh, couple of days, too, and I don't know why, where the alerts just kind of get stuck somewhere. And then they all come out at once. And then it's like, ah, uh, blockbuster deal, Wolves blockbuster deal. And I'm thinking, oh, that's just that's sort of the other trade, though. Like, that's just a review of the uh, Robert Covington trade, right? And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I saw the name D'Angelo Russell tied to uh, it. One of them was The Athletic. And I'm like, something's, what's going on here? And then I look closer, the trade alert that D'Angelo Russell had been acquired from the Wolves about 20 minutes ago. I'm like thinking, how did I miss this? Oh my god. So that was damn exciting at the end of the day. So very exciting. Uh, <laughs> a couple of, couple of hours leading up to this one. And of course, now let's talk about who the Wolves got in the big, giant, huge, consummated trade with the, uh, the four-team deal. Malik Beasley, who could be very interesting, a shooting guard who can shoot a bit. He's had some moments. He was a, you know, reasonable pick. And a lot of people actually think he's got some pretty nice potential. Uh, he has got a qualifying offer leading into the offseason. He was the 19th pick in the 2016 draft. He's only 23 years age. So he's only, uh, he's a year younger than Wiggins and Towns. Six foot four, so definitely not a large guy. But he is a shooting guard, not a point guard. So the shooting guard position is going to be a little bit filled up. The small forward position is in, oh boy. I don't know about the small forward position with the Timberwolves right now. I'm a little bit worried about that, to be quite honest. So I'm sifting back and forth here. I apologize. But uh, Malik Beasley could, at very least, be a very exciting uh, rotational guy. Looks like he could be the starting shooting guard right away for the Timberwolves. So very interesting. Uh, is it Juancho or Juan? Herman Gomez. Interesting power forward with some strength and some energy, some toughness. Evan Turner. Kermit the Frog guy, okay, I know, that's mean to say, but eh, a little bit. He sounds like him a little bit. A guy I was very, very, very high on in the draft years ago, and he just did not pan out. He had some good moments with the Sheldags, with the Pacers. Wasn't getting a whole lot of burn with the Atlanta Hawks this last year, and he's making as much as Alan Crabb, averaging about five points a game. But he's got some leadership skills. He's a good defender, this and that. He could help a little bit. I don't know if he's going to replace Robert Covington, and he's also an expiring with 18.6 coming off the books. So very... Interesting there, where the Timberwolves could be uh, definitely shading some, uh, shaving some salary in the summer, depending on how things happen. Even if you bring Evan Turner back, probably won't have to be eighteen million again. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, less than two million a year, very interesting flyer on a guy who was a who was a, a draft pick that some people think could be something, a second round pick definitely got some ability some people see his athleticism he's only 20 years old skinny guy six foot nine yeah i mean there's not a whole lot of sample size on him yet but of course again good solid player for the kentucky wildcats uh, just very recently and maybe came out of the draft a little too early that's the one thing but he's definitely a guy to take a flyer on and give a shot i i think it's an intriguing addition to the timberwolves roster and hopefully he gets some burn and with uh you know, with the young coach involved, I think he will get some time rather than, uh, you know, again, Tom Thibodeau or or uh, Rick Adelman. The guy I'd never see the light of day, and that's the problem, and that would screw up his career. That's too bad. But uh, luckily, that will not be the case for Jared Vanderbilt. And again, the Minnesota Timberwolves get the 2020 first rounder from the Brooklyn Nets. That's lottery protected. So that's that massive, massive, massive trade. Everybody's gone, right? Dwayne Redmond is going to the Hawks, along with two second-round picks, 2020 and 2021. Sacramento Kings get Jabari Parker, who's becoming a journeyman now, and he'd been injured recently with a shoulder. Alex Len also leads the Hawks. Interesting. So, of course, uh, well, you got Clint Capella. Alex Len wasn't going to get a whole lot of time with those other very talented big men involved, especially Clint Capella, who I wish was on the Wolves right now. Mm. But you can't have them all, right? Alex Len going to the Sacramento Kings. That's an intriguing team. If Jabari Parker can bleep and stay healthy, at least it wasn't an E this time. Poor guy. Uh, Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third leaving the Warriors. He'd been a member of the Pacers and other clubs after leaving the Timberwolves. Timberwolves traded him away, if I remember correctly. Alec Burks going to the Philadelphia 76ers with Glenn Robinson the third. Golden State Warriors acquiring some second-round picks here. 2020 from Dallas, 2021 from Denver, and 2022 from Toronto. Jeez. enough second-rounders from the Sixers there. I like second round picks. It's cool to have flyers on guys. Just the unfortunate part is if you don't have a whole lot of cap space and the guy ends up being a decent player, you might lose him. Look what happened to the Warriors many, many years ago with Agent Zero, as they call them. That's how much money the Warriors were able to give him when he uh, kind of blew up and he wound up with the Wizards. That's how much money they are able to give him. (laughs) Andre Iguodala already on his way out of Memphis. This was a pretty big trade involving multiple teams. Minnesota Timberwolves wind up with James Johnson. James Johnson, a bit of a tough guy, 32 years of age. Could be that veteran in the room, kind of like uh, Irvin Johnson years ago, but certainly not as tall, because almost no centers are tall anymore. They're all like 6'9", you know, it's like, what the hell? Whatever happened to 7-foot centers these days? And all the 7-foot guys want to be 3-point shooters. or shooting guards, basically, like Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Wayne Hunt, not happy about this trade because he's losing Jay Crowder, but then again, he's happy about the acquisition of a certain former Timberwolves, we'll get to that in a second, Andre Agodala, Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill going to the Miami Heat, nice group of veterans and solid player in Jay Crowder, Memphis Grizzlies wind up with Justice Winslow from the Heat, James Johnson who ultimately got moved to Minnesota, Deion Waiters, yeah, that's a guy who's moved around a bit and he's got some energy, spark plug player obviously, and Gorgie Zhang, Gorgie Zhang is gone, Gorgie's gone. Uh, that's, I guess, why he wasn't playing a whole lot the last few days, uh, because they figured, hey, you know, if he gets hurt, we're screwed. And uh, well, this can definitely open up salary quite a bit here with the Timberwolves. They're getting flexible here, where to a point, to a point where uh, Chris Hine and Michael Rand on Timberwolves Talk were saying how basically. The Minnesota Timberwolves could get to a point here with uh, enough creativity. They could have a third Max player on the roster. That's how flexible things are becoming already with the salary situation. And, of course, the uh, loss of Andrew Wickets in the uh, D'Angelo Russell trade. Atlanta Hawks get Derek Walton Jr. for cash considerations from the Clips. Or Clippers, I guess. Memphis Grizzlies now get Jordan Bell. So he's already gone from Houston for and uh, 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 Jordan Bell in a second-round pick going to the Grizzlies. So there you go. Another Timberwolf there. Bruno... Kabuklo and a second round pick to the Rockets. Interesting. <laughs> uh, here's another name that's going to be tough. I'm going to butcher it, so we'll give it a, our best effort here. Skal Labissere. I think I got it. Skull Labissere and cash uh, considerations to the Atlanta Hawks from the Portland Trailblazers for a future protected second round pick. A, a protected second round pick. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Orlando Magic at James Ennis third for a second-round pick from the 76ers. And we'll get to the uh, massive, exciting trade for the Wolves in a second here. I'm going to jump ahead temporarily. Andre Drummond on his way out. A lot of people were hoping he could come here, but you can't trade everybody. And you, you know, all your chips are gone. And, you know, certain players, you can't just trade them again right away. Uh, I don't even know how that works sometimes, but uh, I guess it's something with the salary caps and this and that. Certain players, like... Like D'Angelo Russell could not come to the Wolves right away uh, after the Warriors acquired him. It just couldn't happen. It had to, you had to wait the six months and all that. But then you get James Johnson going from the Grizzlies to the Wolves right away. So I guess Andre Drummond to the Cavs for John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a 2023 20, second-rounder lesser of, of Cleveland's or Golden State. So it's the lower of those two, depending on the situation. Interesting there. Jerome Robinson's going to the Wizards. Cards, no, the the Wizards, for Mar- uh, so yeah, Maurice Harkless is a three-team trade here. Maurice Harkless on a 2020 first-round pick, a second-round pick via Detroit to the Knicks. Marcus Morris, Senior, Marcus Morris, Senior, and Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting indeed right there. Huh. Marcus Morris to the Clippers. Very interesting. And Isaiah Thomas, Sparkplug. That's some good players there going to the Clippers. That team's getting ready to compete against the other L.A. team. The Battle of Los Angeles, as they're going to call it. In uh, in late May, I got a feeling. I really got a feeling there. So, the Warriors and the Timberwolves and their blockbuster uh, trade. Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 top three protected first round pick. So, even if it's the fourth pick in the draft, the Warriors would get it. That's funny. So, it's just protected from the top three. So, it's not that protected. And a 2021 second round pick. So, if the Wolves stink real bad, but don't get the third pick, basically, next year. Oh, boy. Warriors will get that pick. That'll hurt. So, get better soon, Wolves. Get better right away. Tim Wolves acquired D. Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Amari Spellman. A couple of pieces added on board. We'll look at them for a couple seconds, if humanly possible. Uh, it's just not, you know, not a whole lot of sample size yet. Jacob Evans is another one of those six-four guards. A little bit of muscle on him, coming from the Warriors. About five points, a rebound and a half, an assist, so at least he averages a full assist. He's a shooting guard who can shoot a little bit, I guess. Uh, He shot well against the Clippers this year, good for him there. Uh, 34% from downtown, 32 overall, and 57 games from downtown. That's a big thing with the shooting guards these days. You're hoping they can uh, hit the three-point shot. His field goal percentage has been horrendous. 34% basically for his career, so okay, I mean, we'll see what happens there, so God bless Jacob Evans, hopefully it can work out, he was a late first round pick, who hasn't panned out so great just yet, but we'll see, 2018 only 22 years of age, plenty of time I would consider him a developmental guy and if he's not so good, you don't really see a whole lot of promise out of him, then it is what it is that type of thing Uh, that's what Brent Jacobson was asking me via text yesterday around the time of this trade, when I didn't even realize these guys were included they just, they just pop up like Several hours after the whole thing, ah, oh, the Wolves got D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins and some picks, and it's like, well, there was other players involved. Go ahead and, brush them to the side, I guess. But you know, it's nice to know. It's nice to know that these guys were also acquired. Thank you, Brent Jacobson, for passing that on to me because I might uh, it would have slipped through the cracks, but eventually I would have caught on to it, especially looking through. I suppose Amari Spillman also added on board another six foot. Well, he's only six eight here. I thought he was six nine from Villanova. Kind of like that. He was the 30th pick in the draft for Atlanta in 2018. So, two uh, first round picks at the end of the first round, those kind of guys who still got to guarantee them some money and maybe, hopefully, there's something. They're kind of like glorified second round picks in a way. But uh, Spellman's done some stuff so far in the league. He's averaging about eight points and four and a half rebounds. That's not too bad. Uh, he's got some, some muscle on him, 245 for a six foot eight guy. Got a little muscle, some size. He's shooting 40% from downtown. 40% are okay, 39 There, I'm being honest. Now, 39%, he can rebound a little bit. His defense is okay. You know, this one could be good. This one could be a good acquisition for the Timberwolves. Uh, hopefully it works out. Just wish he was a little taller, because every power forward on the Wolves roster is not tall. They're just not. <laughs> uh, but uh, 39% in his first career 95 games, that's enough of a sample size, averaging about 18 minutes a game consistently throughout his entire career, including this season. 36.5%, so almost 37% from downtown. Uh, field goal percentage in the low 40s. You know, so don't get too excited about the overall shooting, which is annoying for a bigger guy, but it is what it is. Hopefully he can... <laughs> but that's what happens when you're a little shorter playing against a bunch of trees, possibly. I, I, I mean, you know, going up against a Andre Jordan type of guy or something. But um, not bad. Uh, of course, the, the Warriors have struggled mightily this year. The only, they're the only team in the Western Conference with a worse record than the Timberwolves thus far this year. But, uh, okay, Amari Spellman, go get him. Hopefully that works out (laughs) at the end of the day. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be very interesting, as I like to say. Uh, You look over the Wolves roster now. Again, you add James Johnson and such. Who's going to start? Who isn't? Well, we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to jump into that in a second. This is still showing the old lineup. That's irritating. Oh, I went to stats. That's kind of dumb. You look over the lineup, though, and you just see a completely different roster. Malik Beasley will wear number 25. Of course, Crab number 9. Jacob Evans, they're saying number 10. Juan Herman Gomez will wear number 41. Some people see him as the starting point, a uh, power forward, pardon me, for now. Jacob Evans, interesting, interesting piece, but his numbers don't add up to a guy who'll be here for very long, unless things change a little bit. Hopefully they do. James Johnson is bringing in 15 million a year. He'll be wearing number 16, Six-foot-nine guy who's been very solid throughout his career. He's a tough guy who nobody wants to mess with, that type of thing. He's an MMA guy, if you can believe it. He's only six seven, but, you know, obviously got the strength, the toughness, all that. Uh, he can even hit a three or two here and there. He can rebound decently, but not as well as others. I kind of like the Spellman acquisition. I kind of do Amari Spellman. Uh, James Johnson has played in 620 games throughout his career. His field goal percentage is very high. He plays closer to the basket toughness, this and that, so he'll be a nice acquisition, at least for the time being, again, traded to the Timberwolves in a three-team deal with the Grizz and the Heat, the Haitians uh, for Gorgie Zhang. Gorgie Zhang, again, on his way out. $16.4 million on its way out for guys a little bit less. Uh, 32 years old, though. Neither one of them is a young guy, and uh, God bless Gorgie Zhang. We'll talk about him in the second segment a bit. So, can you see why I'm not even talking about the games? I'm already over 35 minutes in this segment. That's insane. Jake Lehman's been out since the 80s again with a toe injury, so that's where I'm frustrated. Keelan Martin started at Power Forward the other night. I was just blown away like, what the hell is this crap? It's no wonder we lost to the Hawks. Uh, Just my concerns going into this obviously, I'm very excited about Russell. To me, he doesn't stand out as this super duper duper star, so I'm a little concerned about that, but He'll bring energy. He'll bring energy. He'll put fans in the seats. He'll bring the TV ratings up on Fox Sports North and God knows what else, depending on national and all that, national TV and that. Uh, Josh Okoge still a factor. But the small forward and power forward positions to me are very much up in the air. I mean, really up in the air at the end of the day. So I'm very concerned there. Hopefully one of these young guys... Uh, can emerge as a starting power forward or center, which is what I'd highly prefer, actually. That's what I'd like. I wish the Wolves got, like, a legitimate guy who could play center and uh, move Towns over to power forward. Not talking about a star, but a a guy who can start and plug the middle and provide some toughness. Maybe James Johnson can do that, but at 6'7", I don't know. Uh, And I know it's today's NBA where everybody's smaller. I don't necessarily agree with all that. I like 6'11", 7-foot guys in the center position, if possible. Uh, I think it's better sometimes, especially if it's going to involve shot blocking. But am I crazy about this trade and the acquisitions? Not necessarily, but it does pump new life into this team. Um, I'm excited about the changes. I think it's interesting and a team that's lost double digit games in a row multiple times a season. Changes needed to be made and you don't make many more changes than this. This is about as much of a change as you can get. Uh, Some of these guys came from winning organizations. Some of them did not. The Warriors had been a winning organization until this year. The Hawks haven't been winning for a while, but they're a greatly improving team who probably wanted to clear some space for other players. Uh, Beasley is a very interesting, very interesting acquisition. He's the second most exciting out of the whole group, of course. And D'Angelo Russell is, again, going to put fans in the seats. He's going to make everybody watch FSN next time. He's uh, The first time he's available, it's going to be very exciting. He can hit the three. He's not elite from three-point range, but he can certainly get hot. He can go out for 50 Uh, I can set other players up, and he's a way better fit for Carl Anthony Towns than any point guard he's had throughout his NBA career thus far. Uh, So, definitely a very uh, exciting day for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's just, you wish the Timberwolves had a legitimate center-slash-power forward who could plug the middle. Uh, Nas Reed's got the size, but he plays like a bleeping shooting guard, which is annoying. It's annoying. Play like a power forward. Use your three-point shot, but don't make it like 90% 90% of your freaking game. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm worried about. He's out there, 264 pounds, just kind of hit. Yep, just kind of, you know, soaring around the, uh, he's just kind of soaring around the art the whole game. Nas Reed, plug the middle, damn it. And you could probably have a very successful career with that power and strength that he does have out of LSU. Nas Reed, I want him to plug in the middle a little bit. Go ahead and launch some threes here and there, but luckily he's only 20 years of age, and hopefully his game will continue to develop. With that said, it's been a very long segment almost can't stop, can I? I almost can't stop because it's too many acquisitions. And again, do you see why. I didn't talk about a single game. Because they're irrelevant at this point, other than, well, it sucks, and the losing streak is just getting worse and worse, and Carl made an ass of himself after last game. There's no question about that. He made an absolute ass of himself. And, <laughs> I mean, there's no defending him. If you want to defend him, take those damn shades off and take the blue, uh, take the red pill. Take the blue pill and throw it out the window, and take the red pill and wake up a little bit. Stop, stop blindly following everybody that doesn't deserve it. Sometimes, um, small forward position. I'm very, very much. Uh, I don't know who our small forward is. We have like nine shooting guards who are all kind of undersized. their Culver is too skinny. Beasley's only six four. He cannot play small forward. Uh, I do not want Culver at small forward, even though I guess he might be the de facto guy. Akogi's uh, only 6'4". So that's the only crappy part. Uh, as I wrap things up, I'm wishing Andrew Wiggins the best with the Golden State Warriors. Because I almost didn't even get to this, I'm wishing Andrew Wiggins the best with the Golden State Warriors. I am. Uh, he absolutely will be playing a starting role. He's going to be in a. <laughs> he's going to be like a third wheel type of guy, third, third option, as they say, with the team that could still be a massive factor. I, I hate the Warriors with a passion. Everybody knows that. That's listened to the show and knows me off the mic. But with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, I think they're going to whip that guy into shape, uh, literally, like mentally into shape. And I do believe Andrew Wiggins will be in an environment where he's going to succeed. I, I, I do believe that. Uh, I think Steve Kerr is going to get him to be a better three-point shooter. He's going to hit that corner shot that he was good at. What, what was it? The left corner That's where his specialty has been. Now, of course, if you only have one shot, that's going to kill you. But if he can get good at those corner threes on a consistent basis and maybe, you know, top of the arc, that type of stuff, catch and shoot threes and use some of that athleticism at times, athleticism at times when given the opportunity, when given a lane, this and that, Andrew Wiggins is going to succeed with the Golden State Warriors. That's my belief. I think his defense will get better too. Uh, Those those big-name players that have won rings are going to whip him into shape. Steve Kerr, how many rings does he have as a player now and as a coach? So he's got seven, because I know he won three in a row with the Bulls in the second three-peat, he won one with the Spurs, and now three with the Warriors. So he's got seven rings total. He's He's got a box. He can't wear them all. He's got a box, unless he wants them on multiple hands. <laughs> but uh, that's a big box of rings there uh, for uh, Steve Kerr. I don't like the last three he's won very much, because I don't like the Warriors a whole lot, but it is what it is. It's going to help Ender Wiggins. Uh, It's probably a tough day for him. He probably figured he'd be in Minnesota for a very, very long time. Moving sucks. But hey, you're going to Northern California, and you're going to play with an organization that's going to get the best out of you. So God bless Ender Wiggins. I wish him only the best. Mitchell Wiggins, a one-in-a-billion chance if he's listening, because I know my sister-in-law met him at Costco like a year or two ago, right before he signed the huge contract, literally like days before, which is funny. So Mitchell probably knew what was going on about that. He probably had a pretty good idea how much money was coming his son's way. One in a million chance uh, that he's listening. (laughs) Wishing you all the best. Wishing all you guys the best in uh, Northern California. I just hope the Warriors don't win another championship. But if they do, God bless Andrew Wiggins. That's the one guy on the team I'll be rooting for. Because there's always a couple guys on a team you'll be rooting for, even if it's a team you don't like. There's a couple guys. Like, I'm glad he got a ring. I'm glad it worked out for him. So that's what'll happen with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Good luck, Andrew. God bless. Uh, So let's wrap up the segment with the awards. This is going to get even more long-winded probably now. The Alpha Wolf Award to this show, there's only one guy it can go to. And I mean, he deserves it with heaps of glory and uh, respect, considering the frustration he'd been through since taking over the job. (laughs) It's striking out with this guy, striking out with that guy. Yeah. Yeah talking trades over, but that would be Gerson Rosas. I mean, he is Alpha Wolf with a bullet. He's the strongest Alpha Wolf for this this show in quite a long time. Uh, Gerson Rosas, to be able to be creative enough to pull off these trades, he did a hell of a job, and good for him. A lot of people thought Andrew Wiggins was untradeable, but he did it. He, he got it done, and the Warriors were intrigued enough, and the Warriors must see something. They must believe they can help him out, and I think they can. Some people believe that Andrew Wiggins two years from now will be on another team. He'll be on Toronto or Memphis or Miami or something. The Warriors are going to get mad and get frustrated and move on with him after that. But uh, and then the next team will think they can uh, work on the project. But um I don't know. I'm not 100% with that. I think Wiggins is going to have a I think he's going to have some success in Golden State. That's just my opinion. Johnny Flynn Memorial has to only go to one guy as well and it's a guy that made an ass of himself the past few days and that's Carl Anthony Towns. So I said enough this is about 45 minutes. Huge first segment. I've never done one this long, except maybe on State of the Timberwolves. But with these type of trades, it's not going to be a short show. It's impossible. So now I've got to preview a few games. We'll probably keep that as brief as possible. Partially because I don't know who the hell's going to be in the lineup for a little while. But with that said, we'll take a quick break and get to those now. There's trades and then there's trades. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. We're going to look at some upcoming games, and of course we'll probably keep talking about D'Angelo Russell and all that. Obviously the trade does improve. The team makes it more excited and exciting part of me, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, in a season we've, we've lost so many games after a promising start. It's been depressing, but obviously moves had to be made. They just had to. I mean, Covington, I don't think he wanted to be here anymore. I think that was quite obvious. The Clippers, the eighth. Will we see D'Angelo Russell on the eighth? Maybe. Because I gotta think the trade'll be a by then, but who knows? We'll definitely see some of the new guys from the uh, Covington trade by then. That's the good part about several days off here leading into Saturday. I don't think the Wolves are gonna beat the I don't think the Wolves are gonna beat the Clippers though, regardless who's on the roster. But who knows? Maybe there'll be enough of a <laughs> there'll be enough of a spark with the Timberwolves leading into this one. Most recently, again, the Wolves lost 118-106 to the Clippers on February the 1st. We'll wrap up the season series on April the 13th, which I would hope, yeah, everybody will be healthy and rocking and rolling by then, and uh, looking into the next year anyway. Uh, Clippers lead the season series 2-0. to zero. I'm sure they'll win it. They'll probably wrap it up uh, on Saturday. That would be tomorrow already, believe it or not. So maybe the trade won't be fully consummated by then. Uh, maybe everybody won't be a fully on. The roster, all the physicals and all that will be ready to go. Guys will be ready. Hopefully they will be, but I'm sure the, uh, again, I'm sure the Covington trade will be 100% done. So we'll see those guys at least. We'll see Malik Beasley make his debut appear with the Timberwolves, who I think is going to be an exciting player for Minnesota. Clippers, obviously, championship contender. They made some interesting acquisitions again. They just keep getting better and better, and I think they, they'll have no problem with the Timberwolves leading into this one. Most recently, they beat the Heat pretty good, 128-111. They've won three games in a row, including beating Minnesota. San Antonio by three points on the third, and the Heat pounding them pretty good, most recently by 17. (laughs) Pretty impressive. Of course, uh, they lost to Sacramento pretty bad on the 30th, and the Laker game was postponed, again with the death of Kobe Bean Bryant, as we like to call him. I do believe the Clippers just continue their winning ways. The Wolves, maybe there'll be a massive spark depending on who's on the roster and who gets hot, this and that. I just got a feeling the Clippers will probably get the job done. I just think they're a better team. They're healthy enough. They're never fully healthy, it seems like, but they're healthy enough. And I do think uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will get it done. Right now, I think the Clippers win the game by like 10, 15 points. And again, just it's the old not trying to be negative. They're just a better team. And it's not a very good matchup for the Wolves, even though we've had some entertaining games with this club. They're second in the league in rebounding. The Wolves used to be a good rebounding team, but lately, I can't say the Wolves have been a good rebounding team. I mean, well, we're, we're 11th. It's definitely dropped off over time, and I don't know. Everybody's short. It's all short players except Carl Anthony Towns, so I guess he's the only guy who can play center right now, which kind of annoys the hell out of me. Clippers win by a final score of, like, 120 to 110, 105, 108, 120, To 108, I think the Clippers end up getting the job done and beat the Timberwolves. Uh, The way the Wolves win this game is a big spark plug. Maybe D'Angelo Russell is ready to go and he comes out with 30 and Carl comes out with 30. They combine for a nice 60 points and kick some butt and go out and win the game 125-120. But uh, I just don't see that happening yet and he probably won't even be ready to go, but uh, we'll see. We'll just have to gradually move forward if humanly possible as the Timberwolves' next game will be. I'd like to get this to load eventually. Uh, Andrew Wiggins' future team, maybe. According to some people, maybe that's where he'll play his last few seasons. The Toronto Raptors in Toronto on Monday the 10th. That's my dad's birthday and my nephew's birthdays. Pretty crazy stuff. Toronto's really been, wow. I mean, they've been on a run. They've been on fire. They've been playing great basketball. Scotiabank Arena. Scotiabank Arena. By this point, D'Angelo Russell should be 100% suited up and ready to go and all the members of the Timberwolves that are, you know, new will be on board. Uh, The Timberwolves will have a better roster at least than we did against the Atlanta Hawks because there was like hardly anybody suited up at that point after the Covington trade. Such a big group of players on their way out and new players that just, you know, the trade wasn't 100% completed yet. Uh, Pascal Siakam has become a flat-out superstar. I talked about that a couple episodes ago. Kyle Lowry just Mr. consistency. Always loved him with Memphis years ago and boy, was I right about that. But uh, he'd been a hell of a player. Of course, people called him a choke in the postseason. He overcame that last year in a big way. Fred Van Vliet has had off and on. Little injuries pop up here and there, as have other players. A lot of guys have missed time on this team, but when they're on, they're on. 37-14, uh, and 14, they're one of the best teams in the league, and there's no question about it. Uh, they beat the Pacers by a point recently. They've been on absolute fire. Pacers put up an awesome effort, beat the Pacers again by only one point. They crushed Atlanta 130-114, to 114, beat Cleveland 115-109, beat Detroit one hundred five ninety two. Detroit is just ugh. I feel bad for doing Casey. Crushed Chicago 129-102. So, the Zach Levine experiment continuing there. <laughs> They'll play the Pacers again tonight. The Brooklyn Nets back-to-back, and then Minnesota on Feb the 10th, where we will see our full roster. I gotta think by that. Now, in fact, I'll be flat out pissed off if we don't. Uh... Looking forward to any type of press conference involving the Wolves. Maybe there will be something today. I'm not sure. I'm guessing not with D'Angelo Russell, but maybe the other group. Who knows? Maybe they'll do it all sometime. I don't know when, because the Wolves go on the road to Toronto, so I don't know how quickly we can do that. Uh, This matchup is not going to be easy. They beat the Wolves by 10 points in late January on the 18th, 122-112. Again, it's hard to say with this team. I just think Toronto's going to keep the Wolves in a losing streak. Toronto's just on fire, but maybe the Wolves pull a rabbit out of their hat and end Toronto's winning streak and end our losing streak at the same time. But as of right now, I mean, we're talking the Clippers in Toronto here. It's not me just saying, oh, the Wolves suck. They're going to lose every game. We're playing Toronto and the Clippers. These are first place teams here that are awesome, Uh, first place caliber, actually, I guess the Clippers aren't in first in the Pacific Division, because who's going to be, but Toronto's just dominating, they've passed the Boston Celtics now, that's how hot they've been, so, I mean, it's no joke, it's simply no joke with how well Toronto has played this season, it's been uh, quite, quite a run, it's like you want to just look at the standings overall, just to prolong this show even more, I apologize. Uh, there's still seven games ahead of the Bucks, which is crazy. But remember who won that series last year. 12-game winning streak for Toronto. I think they continue it. Something like a 10-15 point win over the Minnesota Timberwolves on Monday. But at least you'll get to see D'Angelo Russell. Maybe he'll get his 20-25 to 25 in the game. Carl will do this, he'll do that. Can't talk about Andrew Wiggins going back to Toronto anymore. They'll, they'll be talking about that in, uh, in Golden State. We'll see what happens with that. Maybe he'll be Maple Jordan there. But at first, he's going to be the third option, maybe over time, though, because he's significantly younger than the other guys. He'll uh, take a bigger role with the Golden State Warriors, maybe the number two or number one guy, if uh, he truly does become a legitimate player, like he was supposed to be coming out of the draft years ago. Los Angeles Lakers, yeah, they've been mediocre lately, and the Clippers are only two and a half games behind them in the the Western Conference, so... And they made the adjustments, so if you win the division, but you're like ten games worse than, like, you know, the second place team in the other division, you're not going to have the number two seed anymore. You might end up with the fourth seed. It's all about winning percentage now in the uh, the Western Conference, Eastern Conference. Clippers absolutely earning it. Uh, luckily for the Nuggets, though, they're super close anyway. They'll be the third seed, only by a half game behind the Clippers. That's how good the Denver Nuggets are. And a big reason why I'm uncomfortable uh, playing them. Tim Rolves have lost 13 in a row. I think it gets to 15. I think it gets to 15, but it will end... I guess a team that's definitely worse than us at home in Target Center. This is the night when B'Angelo Russell gets his 35, maybe. Carl Anthony Towns gets 35 also. I mean, we're going to see like a 70-point combination between these guys. I got a feeling it's going to be a fun night. We're playing against a team that's actually got one more win than us. But I got to think the Hornets are worse than the Timberwolves right now, despite a pretty nice roster. It's a crying shame how bad the Hornets are. Uh, The Wolves crushed them by 22 points way back on October 25th. I don't even want to look at the numbers now because it's a totally different team. It's hard to analyze where things are going to head with these teams now because, I mean, I think the Wolves got better. I think the roster turnover is a good thing. Certain big men weren't even getting any playing time, and I can't imagine that was healthy in the locker room. can't imagine it was. Um, To me, there's just, you know, it's not like it's no excuse, but then again, it is no excuse. This is going to be like a homecoming game for the Timberwolves. You know how the homecoming game you know Hopkins Royals whatever you get the idea and you play against a team that's probably not as good as you usually that's usually what you want to do and then you you it's a oh let's let's roll you know it's going to be a pep fest for the Minnesota Timberwolves this will probably be D'Angelo Russell's debut I don't think it's going to be in Target Center on Saturday certain other players will be but I do believe this will be the debut of D'Angelo Russell in Target Center and it's going to be a little you know it's going to be an exciting night on Wednesday Wednesday the twelfth, leading into this one, it's going to be a very fun night. Uh, Wednesday Feb the twelfth. Again, the Wolves crushed the uh, Charlotte Hornets, and I think we end up a uh, season sweep over the Hornets. We can say we swept somebody. We we swatted the, the Hornet. We swatted the Hornet. We poisoned their nest. Yeah, yeah. We poisoned their nest. They're like you know took a big giant Super Soaker two thousand to it. We we blew it out of the the, the <laughs> we blew it off the canopy, so it didn't, wasn't stinging people anymore. That type of thing. It's just how it goes at the end of the day. Uh, Charlotte doesn't score a whole lot of points. They don't rebound. Their field goal percentage is slightly worse than ours, which is funny. We're both at the bottom of the league. Free throw percentage is slightly worse than ours. And three-point percentage is a little bit better, which is funny because we're the best three-point shooting team in the league at 29th and 32.5%. But hopefully that will improve greatly. I think there will be a coming out party for the Timberwolves. It's going to be like 125 105 the wolves are going to beat the hornets by 20 I think d'Angelo and Carl both go for 30 plus in the game you can for up to 70 points in the game maybe somebody gets 40 in the game we'll, we'll see what happens maybe it'll be a 30 and 40 type of effort but I do believe the wolves have a coming out party and beat the, the hornets pretty good in this one and put it this way if they don't if they come out slack of days they' go and get to 16 losses in a row unless you know some other surprise win along the way against the clippers or the rappers which I highly doubt at this point. Um but uh, <laughs> if this isn't like a coming out party for d'Angelo and Carl, I don't know what else you need. I mean this is a golden opportunity to have some fun and get the fan base excited about something, even though the win loss record sucks, the losing streak sucks, and all that the the chances to make the playoffs are one in a one in a thousand or whatever. but you yeah, at least get the fans excited about something because there's always next year, which we all hate saying, but hey, when guys are still in their early twenties. Still got a chance to consummate something here. And, of course, flexibility leading into the summer. So it'll be an exciting night for Minnesota on Wednesday, Feb 12th, when D'Angelo gets 30-plus in the game. Everybody's going to be quite excited and quite happy about that one. So there you go. Wolves go 1-2 and two and finally end the losing streak versus a team that's probably worse than us, but still a nice little coming-out party for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Nonetheless, with that said, we're going to get to a busy fan interaction segment. This show is just going to keep on rolling. We are back here on Timberwolves explosion fan interaction segment. Gonna be a long show, but uh, you know we're we're at the third segment, so it shouldn't be too much longer. <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? Hope you're enjoying it so far, and again, again, a very exciting time for the Timberwolves. Uh, gonna get some fans in the seats. Again, the TV ratings will go up. Yeah, I've said that like 16 times, but hey, that's basically what's happening with the club right now. It's it's gonna help. This team needed this jump start, and hopefully, it's something that lasts. It's not just a bleeping sugar high because we've been through that with many teams in this town. Like, we get this big old sugar high, we're all excited, and then, you know, what happens to sugar highs? They wear off, and yay. Then you're pissed off afterward. So, most recently, again, the Rules Explosion Show finally got on iHeartRadio. That's like about a two-week process getting on iHeartRadio. You put the application in, and it just kind of sits. It's the old waiting game. And then I put that little post up there. Levi Brown says, uh, again, Levi Brown, out of. New Zealand says, thank you for all the options. No, uh, listen to the last episode on Spotify. Spotify is awesome. So it seems like the show downloads faster on Spotify. But, uh, you know, if you like Apple, you like Google Podcasts, there's all the options there for you. That was actually on the Facebook page. I made a mistake. But, hey, you know, it's on iHeartRadio and might as well mention that. I to thank Tanae, Levi, uh, Tanae and Levi Brown out of New Zealand. Vinrock Vince Germano out of Australia from Melbourne. Again, he's also on a show on the Courtside Podcast with Wayne Hunt, who's from Sydney, Stu Benson from Sydney, and of course, again, Vince Germano from Melbourne, Australia. They do an awesome show. Vince and Stu are Laker fans. And Mr. Wayne, Wayne Hunt, the alpha dog of the show, the uh, the, the, the main host, so to speak, is the, <laughs> he's a Memphis fan, and he just got Gorgie Zhang. He's not happy with Tyus Jones. I'm sure he'll be happy with Gorgie, but we'll see. Crazy things happen. I know he's not happy about the loss of Jay Crowder, though. So, I feel for you there. It's always, it always sucks losing a player you like, and I feel that way about Gorgie. So, it's sad to see him go. We'll see how James Johnson uh, winds up with the Timberwolves here. Hopefully, he brings some of that toughness that this team needs in a big way. Uh, if he needs to box somebody's face out, including Carlson and Towns, so be it. Go ahead and box him out if you have to. Tane Brown, I've never seen him this frustrated, and I understand 101,000% with uh, Tane Brown right now. 100,000%, <laughs> if that made any sense. He says, "Blow it up. Everything. Everyone should be on the block this off season." Well, apparently, everyone was on the block except Carl and Josh Okogie, and who knows? Maybe Josh Okogie was even mentioned in trades. Probably Carl's name got brought up too in some of these trade ideas. Of course, he did. Of course, people called and at least asked, and then Gershon said, "Nope." Basically, like, "Nope. He's 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 not on the he's not on the trade block." Uh, Okogie could have been named. You never know, but he wasn't. And of course, Culver I guess did stick around as well, which is nice. But you know. Obviously, Jake Lehman did too. I don't think you can trade him with that toe injury. Levi Brown. This is after both me and uh, Levi liked his post. <laughs> Levi Brown was, uh, liked Tanay's post. Levi says, we need to tr- we need to try starting Gorgie at center and move Cat to power forward. And that's what I'm saying, man. 100% Levi. We've seen Gorgie can play great as a starter and nothing's wrong. Ah, What am I doing? And nothing's working with Cat at the moment, so may as well try something different. Feels like no end in sight to this losing streak, and it sure has felt that way. This is a couple of days ago. In fact, this was right about the same time of the uh, the uh, Covington trade. I do believe when uh, Tenay posted on Feb 5th, the Covington trade hadn't happened yet. Gorgie was still on the roster, when Tenet, uh, Levi posted on Feb 6th, and I would not have minded doing that right now. I don't think there's a player on the roster we can do that. Uh, unfortunately, we can move to center and put Carl at power forward. We had Gorgie. That's the crappy part about trading Gorgie away. But uh, it's cap flexibility. Uh, that's a sign that maybe the wolves will go after a starting center or something. Hopefully, somebody big who can plug the middle, who maybe doesn't have to get the ball a whole lot. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I think that's what they got to do. That is absolutely what they got to do. It'll make the team better. It'll make the team better overnight. And I'm going to keep saying it. I'm glad we're of like mind, Levi. Uh, he shares a tweet from Dane Moore says second longest tenure Timberwolf behind Carlton's and Towns. Josh Akogi. That's crazy. So now Carl is the uh, the Yoda in the room, which is <laughs> Yoda and Carl. I don't think you could ever put that in the same sentence with the way he's been. Uh, he's more like Anakin right now, and I hate saying that. Boy, do I hate saying that. I don't want you to be Anakin, Carl. Don't 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 go the Anakin route. Don't do it. <laughs> Please don't go that route. But so far, so far this year, it's not been uh, not been going the Luke direction, even though Luke had uh, checkered. story along the way as well. At Wolves Explosions is a Twitter account. Thank you guys so, so much for being involved. and The involvement continues. Levi again on the uh, iHeartRadio congratulating me there. Thank you. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. I'll go to a visitor post real quick, and then I'm going to jump back and forth, because there's the big one from uh, Wayne Hunt later uh, in the afternoon. But We'll do the one first. He goes, Question What if you woke up in the morning and Cat was traded? What would be your initial reaction and what would you expect in return? The new GM has seen where the team has been headed. He's a smart guy. Surely a rebuild isn't totally out of the question. Thoughts? Well, it's definitely a... Definitely changing the entire roster was the... was definitely the plan. This must have been right before the Covington trade. It must have been. Or right about that. Yeah, it it had to be because Feb the 5th was the Covington trade, if I remember correctly. That was pretty crazy. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was like the day before. So that's why I thought maybe Carl's the next guy to get traded. And some people actually thought he might have gotten traded yesterday. Who knows? I'm sure his name was brought up. <laughs> Not from us, but from the outside sources hoping to get him. Uh, Wayne Hunt then posted a uh, very green picture of Carl Anthony Towns wearing a Celtic jersey, which, who knows? <laughs> who knows? That could have happened, right? You never know. Uh, what would I have thought? <sighs> well... Let's go back in time a bit to when De'Angelo Russell had not been acquired yet. It's one of those situations where it would have been like kind of it is what it is. That would have been my feeling. Uh, they would have came to the conclusion it's not working out. He's not happy here. Uh, we don't really seem to have this or that. We don't have enough of a we don't have a path to success by, by uh, building around Carl Anthony Towns. Properly, We can't trade Wiggins. We can't trade this guy. We can't make a move. Wiggins doesn't seem to get better, this and that. Nobody wants Wiggins. Oh, woe was us. It would have been that kind of situation. So I would have basically just said it is what it is. Uh, what would I have expected in return? Multiple first-round picks. Uh, some, uh, some young players, if possible, and one guy who's, you know, uh, I'd like to get a big center in return of some sort. Something like that. At least somebody who's a name. Maybe a D'Angelo Russell type of a name. Somebody around that level to go along with uh, draft picks and that. You you have to expect that. At least one first-round pick. At least one first-round pick. Protected or not. Whatever it is. If it's two first-round picks, protected. If it's one first-round pick, I'd say just top three protected. Like if you're the fifth pick in the draft, we still get it. It would have to be something along those lines uh, if you only get one first-rounder. But if it's two, then fine. Lottery protected. Whatever. At least you get multiple picks. And uh, a significant player of some sorts. And then the the spare parts, kibbles and pits. Plus, if Carl was traded, you know, there'd be kibbles and pits mixed mixed into that trade as well from from our end, which of course always takes place depending on how many people get traded away. So we'll get back to his major post on the uh, uh, at about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. 2 o'clock this time in the United States. Different in Australia, obviously. Several hour difference there. This is something I would have gotten into if there was time for it. But uh, it's basically Glenn Taylor sued for being rich asshole by Kevin McHale and others. Basically, it was kind of a big bully business move. Kind of, a you know, that big businessmen make sometimes. Where it's kind of mafia-like a little bit. Where, oh, you're going to fire my daughter-in-law? Oh, Oh, really? Okay, well, guess what I'm going to do. I have enough money to invest enough in this company. I can take full control of it run you into the bleeping ground, and, oh, guess what? She's, she's going to be right back in the same job as before. In fact, maybe even a promotion. So, na-na-na-boo-boo. That's basically what he did. He ran the team, uh, the uh, it's a, it was a health business into the ground, basically, which was pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up stuff. Kevin McHale is believe it or not, involved with that company. He was a major investor in that company. So, that's where the rich asshole thing is. Why you title the headline that way, It's kind of silly. It makes it look like jargon like like an onion article but but i guess that's what rich assholes do sometimes they literally you know that's how guys do business sometimes they kind of roll in and they 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 bully their way to the top because they have the the means to do so that's basically what it is Uh, tanae brown says everyone said it but this team won't succeed with this peanut running it from tanae brown i agree and yes you can tell uh, tanae different lately and i don't disagree with him i'm frustrated too it's it's horrible uh, before the D'Angelo Russell trade, this would have been a really angry show. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know how angry this show would have been? So, the D'Angelo Russell trade has definitely lightened things a little bit temporarily. We'll see what happens. If if there is a spark plug and things go in the right direction, so be it. So, then again, snub by Snub Towns won't be in the All Star game, and he's basically like, Oh, I've been disrespected forever. There's nothing new. Nothing new. I've been disrespected since I came in the league. Yeah, you know. Just kind of, I don't know, just kind of side remarks that a lot of people didn't like in this town. And it just keeps happening. It's not just one one comment here and there. It's just like stuff that never ends. And it's frustrating to everybody. I was literally saying he's becoming a nuisance. Wayne Hunt says, I don't get his attitude. He set out a heap of games after their hot start. The team has lost so many games since his return. And check out the team's defensive numbers since his return. <laughs> yeah, pathetic, right? Like dead last in the league. And Dead Last in the League before, too. Uh, superstars are supposed to make their teams better, not pout about a popularity contest. Get a grip, Townsend. That's all the All-Star game is. Just like awards in the workplace most of the time. It's just a bleeping popularity contest. It's annoying and frustrating, but you move on. When you see somebody who doesn't deserve it, get it. you know Nothing inside there, right? When you see somebody who doesn't deserve it, get some kind of award. And other people are freaking, freaking pissed off because you know, you know they kick that other version's ass any day of the week. But that's how it is. Popularity contest. Uh, though I don't think Carl did deserve to make it, regardless. I was saying I've been getting I've long been getting flack for the guy as all talk, for saying the guy is all talk, because it's turning out he really is. It's gotta stop. Yeah, like the whole thing about oh, I you know, I'm tired of losing and we're gonna be so much better. I'm gonna make sure of it. Da, 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 da. And it's like, well then go ahead and do it. Talk is cheap and then people went after me on uh A certain Facebook page I won't name it But you can probably guess which one They're like, yeah, Kat sucked last year Getting all sarcastic at me And it's like, first of all, I never said he sucked But all this endless talk and drama Isn't making the team better And it's not making him any better either It's not impressing me, for one As a veteran basketball fan Who's been watching for about 30 years It's not impressing me at all It's just talk, just leap and go on and play You don't need to do all the drama uh, Wayne Hunt says, 100. I would not be surprised if he demands a trade down the line. Forgot the nickname. Forget the nickname, Cat. I'm going to start calling him Katrina. And I don't blame you at all. I was saying I never call him Cat. It's overrated anyway. And I think Katrina is more accurate. And that's what it's been lately. Just too much complaining. Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, he won't demand a trade now, but he was going to. Oh, he was going to if this uh, trade didn't happen this massive trade. Uh, this is when all the rumors were spiling around, and blah, blah, blah. They were s- just, you know, spinning around all over the place. Tanae Brown says, Wolves got to move on this one. He'll be available come the offseason. Sounds like Golden State wants to see how the team runs at full strength with him. That being uh, him being uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Can't, the t- can't get tunnel vision. I hope they're exploring other avenues. And yes, well, they definitely were pursuing this guy, and they definitely went that direction. So, it... That Houston, that multi-team Houston Atlanta thing ended up not including D'Angelo Russell, and then the Wolves went up doing it one-on-one with Golden State the next couple uh, the next couple of days. So pretty cool, pretty exciting. At the end of the day, so I get a sip of coffee here and move forward. <clears throat> so gotta love that chocolate wonder. Ah, good stuff. <laughs> Caribou. Yep, and it's a free plug, I guess. What the hell? Chocolate wonder is good stuff, man. Um, there it is, the four-team trade. Covington, Clint Capella, blah, 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 blah. Woj bomb, woj bomb, Woj bomb, Woj bomb. Yes, woj bomb alert. 15 comments and most relevant. Yeah, no, all comments. Even though mine aren't relevant, right? Because I'd rather hear from you guys. <laughs> I was saying, for lack of better words, I think Atlanta's just going to be awesome in the next couple of years. Clint Capella, yep. I was saying, it looks like something else is brewing because there is only one point guard on, on the... Okay, let's start over. It looks like something else is brewing, because there is only one point guard on the roster. Hint, hint. Well, was I right or was I right? That's all I gotta say about that. It was like, duh. It was super obvious, wasn't it? That something else was brewing. Toney Brown says we'll find out soon enough. I heard whispers. A, uh, I heard whispers a while ago that Dennis Smith Jr. was Plan B, which I'm not excited about. But we wouldn't have to give up the farm him at least. And luckily the Wolves didn't really give up the farm for D'Angelo Russell, which is the most surprising thing. And that's where Gerson Roussas comes out looking damn good after this trade. I mean, amazing. He looks, he looks really good after this trade. And the couple trades you could actually say. Wayne Hunt, replying back to your 10 Brown, says, and Wise, it's not bad. Has he just been misunderstood so far in his career, or does his attitude stink? That's being on Dennis Smith Jr., I'd give him a chance. If the Wolves are not going to be competitive, then they might as well be fun to watch. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's going to happen now. And who knows? You get you get the right pieces, and it just might all click. And sometimes it does. It might just all click. Tene Brown responds with, I wish we could make a trade f- for some winning talent. The last couple months, I've had so many Butler was right moments. Oh, yes. Yes, you have, and I, I have too. Uh, oh, man. Let's see, brother was right. Moments would be nice to see Smith come in with a chip on his shoulder and just go out and ball. At least if we're fun to watch, I might make it to the end of the game watching because <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yep. And Wayne Hunt wraps up this uh, segment. At least I think so. Oh, no, there, there is more. Uh, it's just this little segment with him and uh, Tanae. Wayne Hunt says, man, I applaud you guys for sticking with your team through thick and thin. It's not easy, but it's that much better when they turn around. I agree with both you and Vince Germano. Butler was dead right about the Wolves young stars, but he was also a dick the way he went around it. Yes, he was. (laughs) But knowing where Butler came from, he's always been a straight shooter and backed himself. Outside looking in, I think writing's on the wall for the Wolves. At least it was, and now we'll see what happens. Great thoughts, guys. We're going to keep this moving. Yeah, it, keeps, it does keep moving. That's for darn sure. Uh, yep, this was after the... Uh, I was saying, I just wish we were the ones getting Clint Capella. Wayne Hunt says, you are going to love Malik Beasley. I actually really wanted him on the Grizz for a while. And I don't blame you. He's going to be interesting. Uh, I think he's intriguing. And only 23. Wayne Hunt responds back again to me. and says, you got to start the kid. And I, I think so. I think he'll be the starting shooting guard as soon as possible. Hopefully as soon as manana, or should we say tomorrow, against the Clippers at Target Center. I, I hope he does start. I hope so. Tanae Brown starts this uh, little bit here with, uh, thank you front office for not giving up everything to get D'Lo and No, they didn't, because little did we know what was still coming, but they did not give up everything to get D'Lo. I saw some speculation it was going to cost Wiggins, Okogie, and an unprotected first. We've got some decent talent back there. Looking forward to seeing these new guys playing, especially Beasley, and me too. And that's the cool part, again, when the Wolves did get D-low, as we like to call him, You didn't have to give up Culver or Akoge. Uh the, the draft pick is protected only to number three, though. So, uh, so it is kind of unprotected, unfortunately. But it's next year, and hopefully the Timberwolves are significantly better. This year would have been a big bummer, because I think the Wolves are going to be top five, probably. In fact, I hope they are top five. I hope that we don't move way down... Uh, one way or another, like we like teams move past us and blah, blah, blah. Of course, we don't want that, but I don't know. Um, it'd be good to get some energy going, but also it'd be nice to get another guy, maybe who's better than Culver, uh, who plays a bigger position. I think the Wolves desperately need to get a center. Now, uh, we don't have to worry about point guard. Shooting guard, I think we're okay. If there's a spectacular shooting guard there who's a cat miss, I get it, but I think we're just fine. You still got Culver, but if it's a small forward or a center... Who is uh you know clearly the best player available, you gotta take him, baby. Especially if it's a bigger guy who can block shots at the center possession. Take a bleep in center and start the guy with uh, alongside towns. Kyle Fisher, who's local here, and on other pages like Flips Army and stuff, he says all serious uh all seriousness though, Joey. We should just wait and see where the ping pongs land now. Uh, ping pong balls land now. And I, I agree with that and it's gonna be fun. I think that's gonna be fun to see. I was saying this season is toast, no doubt about it, and I hope and pray that we can land the right guy in the draft. He was saying point guard issue just got even worse. Yep, and I was like thinking, what does he mean? Because that was before I shot, I saw that Shabazz Napier was uh, traded in the deal. That was actually slightly before. That's what made me jump to it, and then I started looking. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, something's up. That was when I first posted. Like, uh, there's there's no point guard hardly, and something's going to happen. So here's the actual thread of the trade. Boom. You know, about 21 hours ago now at this time. Warriors trade D'Angelo Russell the Timberwolves. Got some reaction. Sebastian Barden responds with, more importantly, Wiggins is finally gone. <laughs> yeah. Wiggins is finally gone. All right. Not a whole lot we can do about that now, huh? So the threads continue because I know there's going to be a ton more D'Angelo conversations still coming up. It'll mostly be in Wayne's thread which is totally fine. I appreciate that Wayne was able to do that. I was saying post of the report, James Johnson headed to Minnesota in exchange for Gorky Zhang from Heat Nation, a three-team trade. I was saying how seven people were gone now in the last couple of days, not including Teague and Trevion Graham, which makes it a whopping nine-player exit, exodus for the Timberwolves. Levi Brown says, I'm always sad when long-tenured Wolves are traded. I'll really miss Wiggins and Gorky, but obviously we needed to make some big changes, and yes, they did, and Good thoughts there, Levi. Yep, yes, they did. They absolutely needed to do that. So, I wonder if I could actually get to it here. Uh, I thought I thought I could. It was moving, and then it stopped. That doesn't make any sense. So I'll load it here. Here we go. So, Wayne Hunt will wrap up the Fan interaction segment with a doozy of a thread here. He says, well, the Timberwolves finally got him. Love the changes for the franchise. It was just time to move on from what was clearly a roster that wasn't working I think you will come around on D'Angelo Russell even despite the pace I got because he knows I didn't like that 30 million <laughs> I don't like it but eh, we'll, we'll see uh, and if it gets Cat into gear it's a trade worth doing yes yes and it does again for the 17th time it does uh, get the fans in the seats and everything yeah so yep that's absolutely true I can't disagree with anything you said there at the end of the day um uh, and, of course, the other players acquired were Amari Spellman. And what was the other guy? <laughs> we'll get back to him in a little bit. But uh should be an intriguing couple of additions to the Minnesota Timberwolves here coming up at the end of the day. It's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Amari Spellman, I know one of them. Uh, it was Evans was the guard, and then Spellman was the guy that I like, the bigger guy who could actually possibly being intriguing up. Jacob Evans was the guard. But Spellman, I think he could be something. He's only 22. I wish he was a tiny bit taller, but guy, he's a big bulky guy, at least. He's just not real tall. Maybe he could still plug the middle a teeny bit for Carl. So, Wayne Hunt was asking, what can I expect out of Gorgie? Because, of course, can. the Memphis Grizzlies got him. I was basically saying, definitely a professional. Good stall in defense. Can shoot the three now. I like him a lot. Definitely gives a lot of effort. Tennessee Brown responds with... He's that old grit and grind grizz player, I think. Solid defensively and will play his part. Great attitude and sounds like a good locker room guy as he'll hold players accountable. He tried you with the Wolves, but too many were lost. Wayne Hunt responds to him with uh, I just think it was a shame he didn't get solid minutes. Yeah, man. Like Joey Wajin said on the show, he always produces when he gets the minutes. He will be a fantastic backup for JG and Big Val. So yeah, it's going to be Interesting there. Wayne Hunt continues in a new thread within the thread, as they say. He says, this is the roster overhaul the Wolves needed. No more excuses from Cat. It's got to be business from here till the end of the season, and, of course, many years from now as well. Need to build for something special next season. Dib's roster is finally dispersed, and I think this is the best one-two punch Minnesota has had since KG and Marbury. Time to prove Butler wrong. KG and Marbury. Yeah, man, good memories there. Too bad it was so short. Hopefully, it's not short this time. Tanay responds with, "I think Butler has already been proven right. Thus, the need for the massive overhaul with the laughing face." But yeah, the Wolves need to play at least 500 ball for the rest of the season. These pups have been have been <laughs> have been brought up as losers. have have been brought up as losers. They've gotten they got to start learning what it feels like to win. I'm really interested to see how this roster plays now. This must be somewhat close to what Rosas wanted this offseason. Yeah, I think so. I assume they wanted to keep Wiggins, but he got his guy in Delo, him being Towns. Let's see how sound system goes with this lot now. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have is, again, most of the guys aren't spectacular three-point shooters, but they're better, so maybe we can get the percentage up a little bit, and well, maybe via the draft, who knows. Maybe with that that uh, mid-round pick, mid-first-round pick from the Nets, maybe you can get a, a, a three-point specialist somewhere along the way. And with the upper pick, who knows? Maybe maybe the three-point specialist is in the high pick, and then the, the slightly lower pick will be uh, the big bruising center. So I think you got to get a nice shooter and a big bruising center. That's what you got to get, plain and simple. Easier said than done, but it's got to get done. Wayne Hunt responds with "Couldn't agree more." Love the combo of Delo, Beasley, Towns, and yes, including Beasley in there. I can't disagree with that. And yes, Tanae Brown mentions something that's been going on. The men mentioned the last couple of days. Trust the process. The process, like trust the process with the Golden uh, the the uh, Philadelphia seventy-sixers. So it's process, like process. Yes. Tanae Brown says, "Holy crap!" Or excuse me, Will, uh, Wayne Hunt says, "Holy crap!" I nearly fell out of my seat laughing. Yep, he loved it. And now, they show Carl Anthony Towns. Wayne Hunt shows Carl Anthony Towns holding a Russell jersey. I wonder if that's a real photo or photoshopped, because these days you never know. If that's real, that's funny and that's cool. Wayne Hunt loving that one. <laughs> Toney responds with hope that Diva sorts his shit out, and I hope he does too. I hope he does sort it out. It's frustrating. Randy Santana. Randy Santana, pardon me, says they forgot one important factor. Glenn Taylor selling the team. Watch history repeat itself until that happens and I hope I oh, hope not, but I understand your fears, Randy Santana. Thanks and nice to hear from you again, Randy. Nice to hear from you again. You're welcome to post as much as you can, as much as you want. Uh, that would be awesome to have you on board again on the page because um, it is a fear. It's definitely a fear with Glenn Taylor still owning the team. I do hope he steps away soon. God bless him. Uh, he seems like a nice guy to talk basketball with, but sounds like as a businessman is pretty much what you'd expect you know it's (laughs) guys that make billions of dollars usually aren't very nice to everyone as they go on their way up as they climb the ladder they're not usually nice to people on their way up that's just how it is i mean that's business business is business that's why they call it cutthroat that's just reality with that said this has been a doozy and a cutthroat of a show cutthroat in terms of trade him get him out of here whoever it is it was a cutthroat type of week but it happened and gerson rosas deserves a ton of credit for his creativity along with his collaboration with other people in the front office uh the assistant gm the trade machine master and uh, assistant not assistant gm but vice president of basketball and then the, the trade gm uh the trade <laughs> the, the trade machine master brought on board as well to make uh, the creativity happen you can tell there was collaboration going on and they did a hell of a job. I'm sure Ryan Saunders is very much involved as well with frustrations of certain players not you know, reaching their potential. A certain guy that he got really frustrated with just about a week ago was uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins, of course. But God bless Andrew moving forward into Golden State. Wish him all the success in the world. Just don't want the Warriors to win too much. Uh, maybe he can uh, bring some of that humble pie to uh, a certain point guard wearing number 30. That would be nice. Bring a little bit of that humble pie you have, Andrew to Steph Curry. That'd be cool. You could both kind of help each other. Curry can help you have a little more, you know, like go out and kick some ass uh, attitude, that type of thing. Maybe a chip on your shoulder on the court a little more. But you could also give him a little bit of that humble pie in return. That would be nice. That'd be a fair trade, I think, at the end of the day. I think we'd all like to see Steph Curry be a little bit more humble once in a blue moon, other than just doing interviews, I suppose, which he's kind of friendly there. He seems like a nice guy when he's not on the court, actually. But with that said, With that said, it is what it is. It's been long. I've talked enough. I've enjoyed every minute of it, despite the fact it's, you know, it's a lot of information. It's a little bit of an overload because it's so many players. I'm sure my wife's tired of hearing me, but it is what it is. It's okay. (laughs) But it is what it is. It's been a blast of a show. It's, uh, this is, this is why we do podcasts for days like this. This is why we do podcasts. And I couldn't wait to get the heck out of work yesterday because it was like right as the workday was starting, all this happened. And it's like, seriously, now I'm stuck for 10 long hours at work. But that's life, you know, that's life. Sometimes you can't, it's not like I'm going to call in and say, oh, sorry, Timberwolves made a big trade. I'm not coming. So it is what it is. Uh, luckily, we we're able to get this done and bring to you my opinions and get to hear yours as well. Thank you so much for all your involvement with the show to help consummate a hell of a 90-minute episode, which is pretty much where this is heading here in the next couple of seconds. Going to pass on some uh, contact details. Of course, gave the shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. Highly recommended. You've got to listen to that. Of course, again, at Wolves Explosions is the Twitter account. Facebook.com forward slash, forward slash Tim, uh, Tim Wolves Explosions is the Facebook page. Live at Yahoo.com is the email address. When you want to do an uh, audio submission, basically use any smart device on the planet. There's a voice recording application that's on every smart device on the planet just open it, click record, talk, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, and then save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, which I will then convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zamzar.com, who does it to me for free, does it for me for free because it's a small enough file, and then, well, That's great. Uh, If you want to convert a much larger file, there's a subscription monthly fee, that type of thing. More than happy to give them a free plug because they give me a very valuable free service when it comes to this show, and especially Purple Mafia. Come on, guys, call in. Let's get some some, uh, audio submissions going. I want to hear what you have to say. I know Vince Germano's got a lot on his mind about something he didn't share with me what it was, but uh, maybe if you don't want to share that particular thing, you can share something else, whatever it is because there's a lot to talk about D'Angelo Russell maybe Kobe maybe something completely different Kat maybe Jimmy Butler whatever it is love to hear from any of you that could please uh, do that if you're willing to make the time and do that if not I understand you're busy maybe you don't want to say too much whatever it is but uh, if you're willing to we'd love to hear from you Final thing, please write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it is, or whatever other application that allows you to write uh, reviews for individual shows. Would greatly appreciate if you do that. And then when I see it, I will bring it up and thank you on air. Thank you very kindly on air. Unless you don't want me to do that, just let me know. But with that said, hope to hear from you on Twitter, Facebook, audio submission, whatever it is. And uh, God bless. Go Timberwolves. And let's go. Let's, Let's have some fun.